0: Hi, this is Regeline Savat, also known as Gigi, and you're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Rachel Harvey. Rachel is a New York State certified teacher turned into a CrossFit gym owner. Welcome to the show,
1: Rachel. Thank you so much for having me, Gigi. It's such an honor to share space with you, and I love the mission you're on.
0: Absolutely. It's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't
1: you start off by telling us more about you and where are you from? Yes, I am from good old upstate New York, where it's snowy and blowy this time of year, but I love the change of seasons. I am a teacher in a past life turned CrossFit coach. And in my time working with students and uh, clients to really transform, we learned there's so much happening on the inside. And often we reach for those outer things, our education, our health, our fitness, et cetera. But it's really that deep dive, that, that inner journey that we have arrived at that we escort people through um, to help them flip the script of their inner voice. And then we give them tools to help others to be able to do the same. I love it. And
0: what inspired you to become a CrossFit gym owner? Yeah.
1: So when I was a teacher, I had a lot of really unhealthy habits. The biggest one was probably drinking wine while, while grading papers. And I was just arriving at that point of most of my life feeling like I have to. I was tired. I was worn out. I was burnt out. And as I started working on my health, I realized, you know, I know I'm good at teaching and I'm really passionate about breaking chains and patterns that have held so many of us captive like me. I remember girls nights in my family where we would all get together and we would, oh no, I can't have any of that. And then you would go back and have six pieces. And I just began to notice patterns that had held us all captive for decades. And I wanted to be part of the process of breaking those chains. So I turned personal trainer for a while. I did that for seven years. We finally arrived at the point of opening our own gym. That was wonderful and amazing, and it was also a season when I thought it was going to be my forever. We were getting the prompting to start going deeper beyond the body into what is going on, what chains are holding us back internally when COVID hit. And we ended up being able to sell our gym, which was a blessing that we didn't even recognize at the time, the magnitude of that blessing. And we're now here to keep that journey moving forward. Yes, we can help you with your body. But more importantly, we can help you break chains because we've had to break lots of them. Some of them we're going to talk about today. um, And we want to continue equipping people for that process um, so we can all continue to grow.
0: I love it. Now your motto is flip the script on yourself. Talk. Talk to us a little bit more about your
1: motto. Yes. So throughout the years of teacher um, and working in the gym, I remember reaching a point where my body was the best that it had ever been. I was doing things like pull-ups and handstand push-ups and lifting heavy weights and running faster than I ever thought I could. And one day I had a coach say to me, you know, what would the world hear if we projected the voice that you have going on inside of your mind? And I remember sitting in my seat listening, just burning with shame because it all, I literally used to say to my husband, I'm going to go punish myself for eating too much now. And I began to realize arriving at that point where I was doing all of these things, it still felt empty. It still felt not good enough. I was still pushing and striving for more, more, more thinking when I reached that level, that's when the peace would come. And I realized that I still had a lot of healing to do, that I had to learn how to approach this from a different place, a different space, that I had a lot of work that I needed to do to start changing what was going on inside of me. And as I learned all of that, I began sharing that process with our clients they would come to me and say, Wow, Rach, I had no idea how much I needed that today. Thank you. And I would say, I'm glad because that was born from what I needed to hear today. And I'm so glad that it's serving you too. So, as we began to learn different tools, self talk was a huge piece of what we would work on, what we would learn, what we would dive into, in addition to how to move our bodies in a way that was best for us. And that, I think, is. The key, no matter your level of wealth, financial or physical, no matter what external circumstances you're going through, what you have going on inside is going to be the lens that you're looking through. And if we don't learn how to heal that, we are forever going to be chasing the trappings of this world that are empty. But when we do learn how to flip that script, there's no opportunity that is untouchable in that space.
0: I love it. Very powerful. Now Mm -hmm. tell us more about your new book compilation.
1: Yes, I am so excited. This is my first work as an author to have contributed a chapter to the Ignite the Hunger in You compilation. It is written with Les Brown and our publisher, J.B. Owen, who is just a powerhouse um, JB Owen is the owner of Ignite Publishing, which has 18 different compilations out on really igniting the possibilities within you. If you are at that point where you know there's got to be something more. Check out Ignite Publishing. In particular, this book, it's written by 35 different authors, including JB, including Les, and including 33 other authors, including myself. And there is story after story of tribulation and trial and struggle, but also strength and hope and possibility. So check it out. It's kind of like Chicken Soup for the Soul Evolved 2.0. I highly recommend the whole series, and you'll find my chapter and Ignite the Hunger in You.
0: Very inspiring. Now,
1: Fearless Progress. Talk to us a little bit more about it. What does Mm -hmm. it mean? Yes. So my chapter in the book is actually it's entitled A Chance to Be Fearless. And it's the first story that I really remember having to navigate fear as a child. I was 11 years old. Um, Long story short, I was a horseback rider. I was assigned a horse that I thought for sure was going to kill me. There's like, okay, you're being dramatic. And then there's, I'm really up against a real threat here. And that day, my dad said something to me that has stuck with me forever. He said, baby girl, being brave doesn't mean you're not scared. It means that you choose to do it anyway. And that day, he, he made room for that fear. He gave me space to feel afraid. He didn't tell me, don't be afraid. He said, it's okay that you are. Now you have a choice to make. And that reshaped my definition of being fearless. I used to think it meant you had no fear that there was nothing that would stand in your way and nothing that could stop you. But that reassurance that we all have fear, we all respond to it differently. That was a nugget that really pushed me into new territory as a teacher and as a coach to find how is my client responding to fear? What does that look like for them? And what tools can we give them to help navigate? So fearless is choosing to move through it when we feel it. And then progress is forward movement, no matter how small. And I think when you take those two ingredients, that is how you become unstoppable. Amen. Very inspiring. Now, you are also a
0: sexual assault advocate and survivor. Talk to us a little bit more about this major challenge
1: that you had to overcome in your life. Yes. So I want to thank you for creating a space for people to step into and share their message, because I know for me, this is a portion of my life that I don't talk about that frequently. And I think it's important for us to do that because we look at people experiencing success and we tell ourselves a whole story about why they're different than we are. And when we are able to share our stories, I think we break down that barrier and we begin to realize we're not alone. When I was 18. I was a senior in high school. I had been a very straight and narrow kid who'd go to school, work hard, get good grades, hands up in church, do all the right things all the right way. And I had envisioned my life looking a lot differently at that point. I was at the point of being burnt out and frustrated from being goody two shoes. And I wanted to kick my shoes off and not be the church kid for a while. And I put myself in some pretty precarious situations. And one of which was um, a dorm of a girlfriend of mine who had invited someone in to bring alcohol for the evening. And over the course of the evening, I ended up being assaulted. And afterwards, the crushing shame was more that I had put myself in a place where that was possible. And what I ended up learning from all of it was that I had a lot of healing that I needed to do in a lot of different areas to be able to understand what boundaries I needed, what was good for me, what wasn't good for me. The pressure that I was putting on myself for perfection had pushed me to this point where I was just kind of exploding all over the place. And then in addition to that, the shame that followed, that crippling feeling that I had done this to myself, that I somehow in some way deserved it because of the decisions and choices that I made and didn't make. And it took a long process. This is where this was the stomping ground of really learning to be fearless took root for me. I had to look my fears in the, in the face in order to be able to heal. I had to release a lot of them in order to be able to forgive. And that situation could have ruined me. It almost did. My husband and I met in high school. We've been together since we were um, 15 and 16. And this event almost ripped us apart. And while that was scary when we were going through it, it also was the best thing for me because it showed me how much I needed to heal to be able to show up in our relationship in a way where I was contributing to him instead of relying on him to rescue me. And that process is one that birthed a relationship between the two of us that I never could have imagined. It's changed the way that we parent. It's been the foundation of our desire to coach and share and help people. I know what it's like to have that secret experience that is heavy, that you feel shame and anger over. You've been hurt, you've been violated. And in the same breath, you also know you contributed on some way, some level. And everybody's trauma is different. Everybody's experience is different. But making a space where we can show up and open up, let out the anger from the hurt and process through what we need to. um, I know that that's where a lot of my compassion was born from, and that's a lot of why we're doing what we're doing today. Amen, very powerful. As a sexual assault
0: survivor myself, my heart truly goes out to you. And Rachel, you touch a, on a lot of important parts as as it refers to sexual assault. Now, what would you tell someone, a man or a woman, who's been through sexual assault, who, who's going through that
1: right now, what would you tell them? Yes, the first thing that I would tell them is, you are worthy you are chosen, you are loved, and you can be whole, even if you don't feel like it right now. I think so many times that vision of wholeness, we put up a pretend wall there and think it's something that we'll never be able to claim. And knowing that you're worthy of asking for help, that you're worthy of finding that space for you to be able to open up. It took me a long time. To find some place that was helpful. I tried counseling. I tried therapy. I tried a lot of things. It took me a long time to really find the right places for me to open up and find the healing. And if you've tried and it hasn't worked, I want to encourage you not to take on broken as part of your identity. I want to speak wholeness into your life and let you know that you're worthy of that. And I want to invite you to reach out, reach out to Gigi, reach out to myself, reach out to somebody that gives you that feeling of safety and you don't have to open up all at once. It can be in little bits and pieces, but hold on to that promise of wholeness Hold on to that promise of truth and know that you are worthy of complete healing. And there are more people here to support you than you probably realize right now. Amen. Now, Rachel, you talk about trying different things. What did work for you? Yes. There were so many layers. The whole thing came to a head for me during one of my husband's deployments. When all of a sudden the person looking back in the mirror at me was so angry. I was so angry about so many things. And I remember my son at the time was five years old, if I remember correctly, and I didn't have Capacity to parent him well. I was short. I was critical. I was impatient. Um, many people can't imagine me that way. And I remember behind the scenes in the closed doors of our home thinking, I am screwing all of this up. I don't even know who I am anymore. And at the time, I had tried therapy years ago. And at that point, therapy was a lot of coping mechanisms, um, it was very impersonal processes that didn't really work. And at that point in time, when my husband was deployed, I stumbled on a woman who her specialty was in neuroscience and biochemistry and marrying together our biological needs with our daily habits. And I started with her. And while we didn't really get pointed into my traumas, She gave me a lot of worthwhile things that began to heal some of those parts of me that were just broken. They were absolutely broken. And we started with, if you, she always used to say to me, if you focus on what should be, you are going to have a really shouldy day. And I remember that phrase sticking with me on It was my expectation of what I wanted contrasted with the reality of where I was. The gap was too big and that was leaving me frustrated and overwhelmed and angry. And that first layer of just beginning to understand, release the expectation was where it started. And from there, I started to do a really deep dive on Human design, how we're hardwired, how our creator has stitched us together. Because even though each one of us is absolutely gloriously different, there also are a lot of patterns that we can begin to recognize. And when you begin to realize for me, parts of me that I felt like were a mistake, I began to realize you created me this way. I just never learned how to use that tool. I just didn't know what to do with it. But now that I do, I can begin to leverage it. It also helped me to stop taking so personally. I remember the day I walked into the courtroom for the case for the assault, and he wasn't convicted. But I remember in my mind, I had created this big, overwhelming monster that had taken something from me. And when I walked in on the day of the trial and I saw him sitting there, he looked so small. And I thought... What state must he be in to be willing to sacrifice his whole entire life for one moment of pleasure? That's not a monster. That's someone that's broken. And I remember sitting there looking at him and going, wow, this is not at all what I thought it was. And as I began to understand more and more elements of human design, you realize he puts the wires there. We choose which ones we want to activate. That's our responsibility. So as I began to learn all of that, it let me let go of the hurts. It allowed me to step into my strengths to learn how to neutralize my weaknesses faster and to begin layering our strength and our purpose with people around us. You know, you take two women That have been through a really tough circumstance and we can come alongside each other and say, yeah, we have weaknesses, but let's layer our strengths together and let's make a bigger impact. So that I think with time has been the biggest tool for me to learn how to release, how to move forward and really
0: to be able to heal amen and that's why i say all the time leave the past in the past and take the lesson with you and that's what you did and that's truly inspiring Hmm. now rachel what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness
1: Hmm. oh that's such a big question (laughs) (laughs) take time to get to know you so many of us we don't really know ourselves deeply and intimately we know the surface level of things and I remember one day somebody said to me i want you to introduce yourself without saying any titles or any roles that you play and I was like i'm a, what i i don't know how to answer that because what do we all do? I'm a New York State certified teacher, and I've been married for 15 years, and I have three children, and I this and I that. It's all this stuff about us, but what if we introduced ourselves as, my name is Rachel Harvey, and I deeply, deeply care for people. Sometimes that puts me in sticky, sticky situations, but more often than not, it brings me amazing people that are on mission. Loyalty is important to me, and I will be behind you 150% of the time. And I also really, really, really enjoy adventures that are hard for me physically, but that have a million lessons on the other side. Would you like to tell me something about yourself? When we begin to understand more about ourselves, we show up differently. And when we do that, we begin attracting in other people on similar or completely different missions, but that your paths are meant to interconnect. If you haven't taken time to sit with you, typically fear is some layer of that. I don't know if I want to look because I'm not sure what I'm going to find behind that door. But just like walking into the courtroom that day and this monster that I had built up in my head was a small broken man Whatever is behind that door is meant to grow you and stretch you and prepare you. And you have more inside of you than you can imagine at this point in time. Your dreams are not an accident. Your dreams were given to you because they are tied to your purpose. So take some time get to know you, give yourself permission to dream again, and then hone in and focus on what's one single step I can take today to get closer to that dream.
0: Absolutely amazing. Now, Rachel, where can the audience find you?
1: Mm, You can find me. Our website is fearlessprogress.com or you can find me on Facebook at Fearless Progress or Instagram at fearless.progress. I
0: love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Rachel on all of her social media platforms and also her website, fearlessprogress.com. And Rachel, thank you again for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. God bless.